he would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Today, the stars of Good Grief, Dan Levy, Ruth Nega, and Himesh Patel. Plus, how to live the life you want from the Harvard professor who wrote the book on it with Oprah, Arthur C. Brooks. And Wicked co-star Cynthia Erivo and Ariana Grande sealing their friendship with matching tattoos. And we're talking about it. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, it's today with Hoda and Jenna. It all starts right now. Hey, everybody, welcome. It is Friday. Your first week in January is wrapping up. Can you believe it? We've made it to the first Friday in January. Here we are. 2024 is going to be good. I feel it. Do you feel it? I do, too. I'm calling it 24 Carat. I don't know why. Because that song, 24 Carat in the... Wait, wait, how does that go? 24. Oh, that's, um, is that, is that Bruno Bruno Mars? But that's our theme song because it's going to be fun and good. You know what? I'm all about Outlook. You know, this is my whole thing because I keep thinking there are people who are, uh, I just decided 2024 is going to be the sunny side of the street. Well, that's that's it, right? Walk on Golden. Let's enjoy it. Someone played this game with me. They said, Close your eyes for a second and think of whatever your biggest worry is. And some people might say, oh, I have an aging parent or whatever. Your parent is going to live to 99 years old. They'll just say that that statement. Or you're going to be able to pay every single bill on time all year long. Mm -hmm. Feel how your body feels. Your children are going to be safe and get accepted to college. Mm -hmm. Feel how your body relaxes. I mean, you know what's changed is really nothing. And to your world. It's how you're, yeah, how you're thinking about yeah. it. So I was starting to relax my body. I was like, this is going to be good. Like if you're, and, and when you go through life that way, because yes. you don't know what's like going to happen. Yeah. and worried yeah. about everything. It has nothing to do with anything. Let's move on. I enjoyed it. Okay, okay. so Wicked. That's one of the things everybody's looking Everybody. forward to in 2024. It doesn't come out till November, however. We have a little bit of time. But it stars two of our favorite people. Cynthia Erivo and Ariana Grande. We had Cynthia Erivo on with us we recently. We fell in love with her. Madly in love with her. And she loves Ariana Grande. And they have a friendship that's real. Some people are work friends. Yeah. And some people are friends friends. Yes. These guys are real friends. And the reason that we know it is because they got matching tattoos. They got the same oh, tat. Oh, my gosh. And they didn't just get one tat. They got two. First, they got a poppy flower. Which, oh, oh, and they got the phrase for for good. good. Oh, I was once told you can't get tattoos on your hand because I tried to. And why did they say that? And they said, I look like I'm in prison. It was in France. Oh, because prisoners? No, because it comes off. Get it on your. Because it comes off. Because you wash it. (laughs) Yeah. 
Somebody, they, I, I'm not, tattoos. I know y'all know me, but that's what somebody told me <laughs> but, in but France. Why, did, why didn't you Google it? Because I was embarrassed <laughs> and I, they are the professional tattoo artist. I'm just me. So they said, don't put it on your hands. We were going to get, it. um, it will wear off. I was going to get it underneath my rings, Ring. which shows you I probably shouldn't have got it yeah. anyway, if I'm going to hide it. Right, right, And right. we were going to do choose joy with all my high school besties for our 30th. And the guy was like, no, choose joy. That was nice. I know. No? I wouldn't have been tired of that. He said, okay. no. What if we got matching tattoos? Wait, are you what serious really about it? Yeah. Would you do it? Would you do it? I've never had a tattoo. Well, me neither. You've never had one? No, look at me. I don't know. I didn't know. I mean, I've tried to get You've some. You've attempted yes. on some evenings. But I have never gone But you've never gone with through it. with it. What will would you we, get if we, one? If we hypothetically did it, what would we get? You're, now you're just teasing No, no, no. Me. I'm not teasing. Yes, you are. No. Where would we get? Let's talk about the where. I think somewhere in this region. Oh, the hand? I like the hand. I liked Ariana Grande and Cynthia. If I love for, for Cynthia. Good. For good, for was good. A good one. Um, what would ours say? Would ours be words or a symbol? Well, we could do the wave. Rolling. We could do the wave, but the I would wave. like the wave. You know what I would like? What? If our kids could draw the wave. Is that cheesy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We'd spend the rest of our lives going, what is that? I know, it's a wave. Our kids I drew feel away. like you have to, like, I like that they had a poppy. I would like it to have, somehow have our kids part of it. What, what about initials? What are your kids' initials? Do you know my kids' names? M-P-H. Okay, and I've got H-H. Yeah, but that's not the that's same. Miles per hour. And H squared. Well, we got to think about it. What were you doing in 2014? How many years ago was that? Ten. Because it's 2024. Mila, I'll just tell you this. She was one years old. She couldn't even speak. Wow. I was, I think I must have been dreaming about kids, but not even close to having them. So let's talk about it. Mashable.com put together a fun <laughs> list of viral internet moments, which turned 10 this year. Okay. You're not going to believe it. 10 Guess years 10 ago. 10 years old. Yep. Dice bucket challenge. Wow. Oh. Holy moly. That You look was... the exact same as 10 years ago. Oh, girl. Why do we both spit? It's because gross. it was like coming down on us. We did not like it. All right. So that raised money for ALS. Yeah. It was a, it's a beautiful challenge. And it, it raised, raised $220 million. All right. Now, let's see. This was 10 years ago. Ellen DeGeneres' Oscar selfie. selfie. Wow. That, that feels was, like it was that, just that yesterday. Was iconic. Remember we tried to oh, do yeah. it with Harry Styles? We love yeah, Harry. Yeah, we, we did it too. Harry Styles. Okay, in 2014, Kim K broke the internet. Remember, she did that sh- shot. Oh yeah, Paper Magazine. Yep. I think she's broken it since then. So that feels like it could have been yesterday. You I know, I can't believe that was 10 years ago. All right, coming up next, one of Hollywood's most talented stars, actor, writer, and director Dan Levy. Coming up after this. What were those cookies that we missed out oh, on? Cookies. What were those? Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops, on. TVs, streaming. Game console, console Smart thermostat, set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera, oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Join Hoda Kotfi for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. 
For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. America fell in love with Dan Levy when he played David Rose on one of the most hilarious shows of all time, Shits. We can say it once, right? Yeah. Shit. Well, you just well, said it twice. twice. <laughs> Three you know times. What? Shits Creek. <laughs> all right. So now Dan has written and directed his first feature film, which he also stars in. It's called Good Grief. Mm. We're so happy you're here. We want to talk all about I'm it. so happy to but be I, here. I kind of want to hear what your holidays were like, what your New Year's is like, how you celebrate. I was in bed at approximately 12.03 a.m. Oh, but you made it to midnight? I made Wait, it so, to midnight. But you did have time to take pictures with these two pups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put some, I put some New Year's <laughs> things. On a dog and took the picture and went straight to bed. You were, no, it was good. I was upstate. It was cozy. It was just, warm. We, it was one of those things where it was like eleven fifteen, and we were thinking, do we just call it? Yeah, totally. Forty five minutes to midnight. Let's just stay up right until the clock. I know. Well, well, if it makes you feel better, we uh, went to we sleep went, at. 10. 10, yeah. Well, well we 10. don't live together. Smart. No, we, uh, we're we not. Did. But we on New Year's Eve. You have a sleepover and it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, okay, so you're not into New Year's resolutions. No. no. Why, why so? Because I've never kept one. Yeah. <laughs> what? And I just feel like, why am I starting the year yeah. feeling bad about myself? Right. I know it's what not going to happen. What ones that you made? Oh, gosh. It was like exercise. Yeah. <laughs> do you no. like exercise? No. No. You don't? No? At all. No, nothing about it appeals do to me. Do you do like, inten- <laughs> we, do you do intentions? Like, do you do something that isn't so much yeah. like a check a box? Here's what we did. There was a fire. We wrote down a page of things we wanted to Ooh. let go of. Ooh, I like in it. In 2023 and burned it in a what fire. What was on your list? Really deeply personal yeah, things. Yeah, I was going to say. share right now. Um, <laughs> I'm like, that's the type of you thing. You never know. That gets burned yeah, yeah. that he may but, not want to share with us. Sometimes- that, that my therapist and everyone in America <laughs> will now know. Um, no, I think it's, you know, it's like I'm my harshest critic. Yeah, I think that was the biggest one is like releasing yeah, stop. being so hard on myself. Well, and now you have taken on this whole new role. Mm-hmm. You're a director of a feature film. Yeah, it's that wild. You're is that, in. Yeah, like when, and that you also star, you directed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you direct yourself? That's a great question. You hire a wonderful team of people to yeah. surround yourself with. Yeah. And you work really hard and you prepare so that by the time that you actually have to go in front of the camera, you kind of know what the scene looks like, how you want it to feel. You've done the you've done the homework. This is so. a little bit of uncharted territory for you. So you've worked with a ton of directors, obviously. So what was your style or who mm. did you emulate to try to get where you wanted to be? At the end of the day, I think as, as an actor who is naturally quite nervous, feeling comfortable yeah. on set is the most important yeah. thing. If you're nervous, I don't think you give the performances yeah. that you want to give, at least in my case, like a lot of Anxiety inhibits mm-hmm. the freedom of performance. Mm-hmm. So on Schitt's Creek, we had a wonderfully open set. 
It was yeah. people could experiment, people could try things. That's what I wanted to bring onto this as well because it's a very different story. It's dramatic and it's about loss, and there is some humor in it. You know, and one of the things that I was thinking about as we were sitting down to interview you is you had this role. Like I now said it four times, so sorry, <laughs> mm-hmm. NBC. But Shit's Creek was such. I'm a- just getting lawsuit after lawsuit. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. It was fine. such a pivotal show yeah. in our culture. It was part of the fabric mm-hmm. of our culture. It got people through hard times. Mm-hmm. I know. It was moving on from it tricky for you? That's the that's the exciting part of being an actor and a writer is just saying, okay, I've done that. Now I want to go in a completely different direction. You know, do I feel like Netflix might have been expecting a comedy? <laughs> Maybe. But they they greenlit a drama from me, and I think that's a huge thing to support like you now, know creative did you you know you ads. have your dad who's a great resource did yeah. you seek him out when it came to this or I didn't I did not I kept him so far away he knew nothing about the movie until he came to the premiere and watched it and it. and he was he's been lovely my parents were very moved by the movie Aww. and were they're crying a lot and it was a wonderful thing you know i think we had collaborated for so long this felt like something i really needed to do on my own and i wanted it to kind of be a surprise to them i think partially because it's such a risky thing to go and do something so unexpected well don't go you've got your co-stars with you good we've got ruth nega and himesh patel they're going to come join us on set right after this the loveliest people in the planet and we can't wait We are back with writer and director Dan Levy, and we're joined now by his co-stars in his new movie called Good Grief. We've got Ruth Nega and Hamesh Patel. Okay, they star as best friends who support Dan's character after his husband passes away. Take a look. I wanted to thank you both for this year. So, I would like to take us to Paris for the weekend. On Oliver, spend his money recklessly. It's what he would be doing if he were there right now. And I can't think of a more appropriate way to mark the one-year anniversary. Yeah. Mm. We all deserve some joy. Uh, Yes. I think this is a beautiful thing. I think this is a beautiful, soulful thing you are offering us. Yes. Thank you. Where are we staying? (laughs) Where are we staying? Where are we staying? By the way, first of all. I know you chose these wonderful actors to mm. work alongside you. Great, great, great selections. Why did oh. you pick these two wonderful people? Because you saw. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, so, casting is a really yes. tricky process. Yes. And you just hope at the end of the day that people walk in embodying the essence of these characters. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> you have, well, in some cases, there's some work to be done in the, in the acting department. But no, they just, they just. It was just a breath of fresh air, yeah. and we had such wonderful chemistry from the beginning. And you could tell. Yeah. Well, and, you wor- and you sort of worked on the chemistry, which mm-hmm. I love. How was the road trip? Oh, well, it wasn't a road. It wasn't. Well, we, we got there individually. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and then it was good because we did various... Bonding? Bonding exercises. Like, we went clay yes. pigeon shooting. <laughs> we heard I'm you were very excellent. good at this. How? So, <laughs> yes. Luke was bragging about being an excellent clay pigeon shooter, and then Ruth came in. No offense, Himesh. But Ruth oh, came in and really... <laughs> Good shot. Yeah, it was a great shot. And you'd yeah. never done that before. No. We're having a five-second delay here. Oh, well, I was on a TV show called Preacher. We shot oh, yeah. a lot of guns, so I have four. Oh, okay. Right. So okay. this is your first foray into kind of a, co- a comedic role. Is that right, Ruth? 
Yeah. <laughs> I so. Yeah. And and was was Dan? I mean, we've talked about what his legacy mm-hmm. and comedy has been with Schitt's Creek. I yeah. I said it five times. Yeah. Um, was he a big draw to be part of? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I loved I love Schitt's Creek. I think like a lot of people like that like helped me through the pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm ever grateful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, but I just I love the script because it wasn't sort of like a and it didn't feel like a like a, a raucous comedy. It yeah. just felt like a very authentic um, uh, experience of friendship and what mm-hmm. that means and how like sometimes grief can help us get closer to the mm-hmm. people we love and mm-hmm. also to our authentic selves. And I think we're quite frightened of grief in a way. Yeah. And this is just a sort of a, a sort of a tender peon to it in a way. That's nice. Hamesh, what was it like having Dan as your uh, director? Scourge <laughs> <laughs> um, yourself. Scourge yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I should. No. Yeah, let's air, let's air the laundry here. Um, On television. Yeah, why, why not? not? No, it was wonderful. It was yeah. great. He is so generous. We were just talking about this last night, weren't we, about how generous Dan is mm. as a person and therefore yeah. as a director, as a writer, as a co-star. And he set a wonderful tone mm-hmm. for us all to work in. And we just had the best time. Yeah. We hear there's a karaoke scene. Yeah. Where you, you, you let it go? Yeah, well, look, here's the thing. I, I got really ill in the week leading up to the karaoke scene. Oh. And so I genuinely couldn't sing when we got to the to doing it yeah which was helpful <laughs> the other thing that people don't ever talk about with like karaoke scenes in movies is that you can't actually have the music oh i know oh yes. right. so right. you're, it's like a, why, why is that well because it'll interfere with the recording yeah. of the actual voice oh so it's so a cappella oh. yeah yeah dead silence oh, no. screaming into silence <laughs> that's all right for someone who can sing if you can't sing like it's a nightmare really so yeah. but i couldn't because my voice was completely Nice. Gone. Well, your uh, singing listen. is better than most <laughs> of ours, badly. Okay, we talk about the food. Yeah, on we set. have to talk about we it. We heard it was top. Drawer. We want to know why what? and what it was. I'm sorry, yeah. but the fact that y'all both mentioned the food yeah. means something. Well, usually, like the onset food isn't anything to write home about, is mm-hmm. it? And this time it was. <laughs> At the end of the day, food is the key to people's enthusiasm. It's the key yeah. to their hearts. It's the key to feeling taken care of. Yeah. You have to feed people well. Yeah. That's an important thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And pe- being in Paris, f- you know, it was t- f- tables, four mile long tables of every possible food you could Ooh, imagine. Oh my God. To the point where I actually think we worked harder in the mornings just to break to get for to lunch. <laughs> just to get to lunch. Oh, yeah. You guys, we, we adore you. We're so happy you guys oh. came. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having congratulations us. To you. Thank you all this. And congratulations to you so much for having us. It's, it's, I love a movie that celebrates grief yes. in, a, in a funny, beautiful yeah. way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And Good Grief is streaming now on Netflix. Coming up next, the happiness expert who co-wrote his latest bestseller with Oprah. We've got Arthur C. Brooks with us coming up right after this. Oh, wow. Look what Huda has All right, we have been looking forward to this, not even all week long, all month long. Our Arthur C. Brooks is an expert 
on happiness. He's a Harvard professor, a columnist for The Atlantic, and the author of 13 books, including the number one bestseller, which I just finished reading, From Strength to Strength. It is amazing. Thank you. Okay, Arthur's newest book is also a number one bestseller. He co-authored it (laughs) with somebody you may know. Her name is Oprah, and it's called Build the Life You Want, the Art and Science of Getting Happier. Hi, Arthur. Hi, nice to see you. By the way, this is such a thrill. This is the first time I'm meeting you. I've been reading your books, and I'm just inspired. And I love what you say about happiness and how a lot of people say, if I'm happy, I'll feel good. Just get me to happy. But that's not it at all. It's a terrible goal because we can't get to happy. It's not a destination. It's a direction. We we can all get happier if we actually understand a little bit of the science and change our habits. But if we say, look, I got to be happy, then we're setting ourselves up for failure and frustration. We won't be able to manage ourselves appropriately. That's a really important thing for us to remember. Oprah calls it not happiness, happierness. Happierness. That's the goal. I She's like so that. great with words, right? So we write a book together and I'm doing all the science. And she says, we need a word. <laughs> <laughs> and that's happierness. It's uh-huh. happierness. And I love that you say, you write about the fact that we don't have to be happy all the time. I mean, yeah. first of all, that's completely unrealistic. Yeah, it's also dangerous. You know, we have negative and positive emotions. And the biggest mistake that we make is saying, I don't want bad feelings. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. You need negative emotions. Yeah. You'd be dead without negative emotions. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they, they exist because they're information about the outside world. The point is you need to learn from them, grow from them, and manage them. And that's a lot about that, what Oprah and I write about. That's, that's the work, is learning to manage your emotions so they don't manage you. And when you do that, when you really crack the code, you're alive. You're having mm-hmm. the good and the bad feelings and it's all part of the life experience mm-hmm. and they're not running your life and making you miserable. I like how you guys say emotions are just kind of a tap on the shoulder. Yeah. They're yeah. not the thing. It's like reminding you you're angry, but there's something that's going on that you need to address. Exactly right. You're not your emotions. Yeah. You're a person with emotions. Yeah. And that's an important thing to keep in mind. So we talk about this technique called metacognition. Big, fancy word. We academics talk that way. It's basically (laughs) thinking about thinking. It's understanding yourself. you got to have a PhD in you. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, this, it's, it's Hoda studies is really what uh-huh. your, what your PhD is in. And once you understand yourself, you can get a little bit of distance between yourself and your emotions. Yeah. And then you can actually manage your emotions. You do this through prayer, through meditation, through journaling. There's so many ways to do it. And once you get a little bit of space, your life can really change. I, we talked about this. I got to hang with you earlier yeah. when this book was published. It's like, I also think this is so important to read and then help you redefine how you parent. Right. Mm-hmm. Because our kids need to know it's okay okay to be sad and scared. Yeah. And, and so what's advice when it comes to that? Well, one of the biggest mistakes that parents make today, and you know, I'm, I have young adult children yeah. and, and I'm a grandfather now. And so I've been thinking about this an awful lot. And I teach students who are on average 25 to 30 years old. Right. I teach MBA students mm-hmm. are studying the science of happiness as one of their electives. <laughs> and one of the things that I see is that parents are too freaked out about their parent, about their kids being unhappy. And they're freaked out about it. A lot of helicopter parenting is because they're thinking about their kids' feelings all the time. And they're trying to wipe out the bad feelings. And that's a mistake. Your kid needs to be alive. Your kid needs to learn. Your kid needs to grow. You want your child to have a full life of happierness. Not trying to get them into the zone Mm -hmm. of, you know, unreality, which is happiness itself. And when you do that, you protect them too much from the experiences. And then they wind up becoming adults and and not knowing how how to suffer. (laughs) I like how you draw a distinction between pleasure. Pleasure. pleasure is what you get when you bite into the chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. Pleasure is what you get when you take the drink. Or pleasure right. is what you get. It's like an instant thing that happens to you. And that 
and then there's another kind of satisfaction that comes with sort of a collective feeling. Yeah, this is a really important thing. So happiness is defined as a combination of enjoyment and satisfaction and meaning. And meaning. Those are the meaning. three things that we yeah. need. Now, I didn't say pleasure. Pleasure is related to enjoyment. A lot of people are seeking pleasure, but that's just a brain phenomenon. Yeah. You know, back in the 60s, they used to say, if it feels good, do it. Yeah. That's a great way to ruin your life. <laughs> because all you're doing is you're hitting the lever again and again yeah. and again. It's a little center of your brain. It's called the ventral striatum. It's your pleasure center inside your brain. Yeah. And when you do things for just for pleasure, you hit it again and again and again. You get addicted. Yeah. Right. That's a great way to wreck your life. Yeah. What you need is to take the sources of pleasure and add two things, people and memory. And that takes the experience of the pleasure and it turns into a really human full thing called enjoyment. So, and here's the way to think about it. If something gives you pleasure and it can be addictive, drinking, yeah. drugs, you know, scrolling. drugs, scrolling, yeah. shopping, e- eating, yeah. you know, your junky food, gambling, whatever it happens to be. If you're doing it alone, you're doing it wrong. Mm, this is the key so, way to so remember good. it, right? Interesting. If it's addictive and it gives you pleasure, don't do it alone. You got to add people and memory. Then it becomes a source of enjoyment, and that will give you greater happiness. Um, but we we don't we have not enough time with you. But I, first, quickly, wait, can't be there are four up. areas we can push it. There are no. four areas, right, four yeah. areas that are scientifically yeah. yes. proven right. to help science be happier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah happier. four investments. Kind of the, what the happiness four hundred one k plan. Mm. Where should you invest your mm-hmm. your time? Your faith, mm-hmm. your family your friendships, and serving other people with your work. Yeah. These are the big four. Like people spend a lot of time on things that are kind of extraneous and little things and, you know, self-improvement things that are just kind of at the margins. The big four are your transcendent life, you know, your faith or your spirituality, your philosophy of life. Not necessarily my faith. I'm a Christian. It's really yeah. important to me. But, but what you need is something bigger than you that lets you zoom out on life. Mm-hmm. That's super important. You need to get small mm-hmm. because when you're too big, you're going to be obsessed. It's like watching those boring sitcom over and over and over again <laughs> every single day yeah, by four. Yeah. Yeah. Family life. People define it mm-hmm. in different ways, but we know that these are mystical relationships mm-hmm. of love. We didn't choose them. God yeah. knows in lots of cases we wouldn't <laughs> have chosen them, but they drive us crazy because they're so important. Mm-hmm. The third is friendships. Mm-hmm. Now, today, a lot of people have a lot of friends, but they're not real friends. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're deal friends. Deal friends. We know the difference between real and deal. Yeah. Or virtual friends. Yeah. No, no, no. It yeah. doesn't count. In person, in real life, eye contact and touch. Yeah. There's a lot of neuroscience about why that matters, but we all kind of get it. Uh-huh. And last but not least, our, our, our work has to serve other people. We have to create value with our lives. Mm-hmm. And if we do those four every day, checklist, at the end of the day, examine kind of your, your day and say, did I do something for my faith? Did I do something for my family? Mm-hmm. Did I call my mom? Yeah. Did I do something with her, did, ke- keeping in touch with my real friends, not just my deal friends? Yeah. And do I believe I serve people today? And if it's check, check, check check, you're going to go to bed happier, happier. get up happier. Got to ask one more thing. Is there a, there's a science to falling in love? Yeah. This, there's a yeah. science. Yeah, I want to hear sure. what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what my students are, you know, 28 yeah. years old. This is what they really is like. And Professor Brooks, forget all the other stuff. Let's just talk about the, how to fall, how to fall in love and stay in love, which is really important. So the brain goes through a series of very discrete steps when you're starting to fall in love. You mm-hmm. know, it has a lot of, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's sex hormones and then there's, there's neurotransmitters mm-hmm. that are starting to fire and all kinds of complicated chemistry that's going on. But ultimately the science of falling in love says this, there's a lot of, you know, 
passion at the very beginning, mm-hmm. a lot of infatuation at the very beginning. But the goal of falling in love is friendship. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. And so what I tell my students is the goal of your partnership, it shouldn't be being passionate forever. That's Disney movies. Yeah. Like happily ever after and yeah. you know, looking into each other's eyes and being deeply in love. Like I've been married 33 years. Mm-hmm. And you know <laughs> She's watching. <laughs> Careful. Hey, she's a fan. (laughs) And but the whole point is that your relationship should be tending toward best friendship. That's Mm. the science because that uses a there's a there's actually a neuropeptide. It's a hormone that functions in the brain called oxytocin. Mm. That's the that's the hormone of human bonding, and Mm. ultimately that's what links you to your intimates, to your children, to your closest friends, and to your spouse. And this kind of companionate love can be plenty passionate, still will be, but that's really the goal. The science of falling in love and staying in love is getting to deep friendship at the end of the day. That's mm. why marriages are satisfi- satisfying and they really last. Okay. okay. By the way, you're doing this really cool thing with the Atlantic yeah. where every day one key to getting <clears throat> yeah. happier. Uh, what does Oprah say again? Oh, happierness. Happierness. 31 days to happierness. Yeah. So okay. we can check it out. We'll yeah. put it on our website. We'll put it on our website. Yeah, yeah. Thank super you so fun. much, Arthur. Arthur, nice thank to see you. you. What a thrill. Great Come to be back. with you. Why I need more. Why is it over? Wait, why is it over? We need more. Check out Build the Life You Want today.com slash books. Okay, coming up next, what's in store for 2024? Got your astrological forecast coming up right after this. Good job, Matt. That was great. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the true crime original. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with Chris Pine to talk about a career that has taken him from Star Trek to Wonder Woman, and now the new film he wrote, directed, and stars in called Pool Man. You can get our conversation for free wherever you download your podcasts. It's a new year, so we thought it'd be fun to find out what's written in the stars for us, for all of us, yeah. in 2024. We called our friend and astrologer and transformational coach Jennifer Rassiopi to share her forecast for this year. She's the author of Cosmic Health. We love when you come yes, here. Yes, we do. So can we do some big picture here? How would you say 2024 is going to shape up overall? Yeah, 2024 is a really exciting year. It's full of hairpin turns, innovation, and lots of opportunities to explore new potentials. We kick the year off with almost no retrograde activity. Mercury, the planet of communication. Just it has been in retrograde, right? Yes. yes. I can tell. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> a lot of craziness happening. It has been, but it's coming out. Yeah, so Mercury just stationed direct on January 1st, and by the end of the month, we don't have any retrograde activity again till early spring. So right out of the gates, the year kicks off with a lot of positive momentum. Okay. But it's really April that we'll see like the marquee events for astrology this year. We have a total solar eclipse that we'll mm. see across the U.S. And then we have this other really important astrological configuration known as the Jupiter-Uranus conjunction. Jupiter is growth. Uranus is change. They come together. And so we can expect electrifying energy, big shifts, ahas. And the year is really fast. So, um, we want to get our ducks in a row now, clean up lingering messes, 
uh, let go of what we can, get uh-huh. free where we can. Awesome. Okay, let's hear about Hoda and hear what her years are going to be Leos like. For all the Leos out there. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, specific to you, and then we'll go okay. into the fire signs. Okay. Hoda, you have a, a dynamic year. You're coming in on the end of your Saturn return right now. Saturn's opposing your moon. So it's, you got to go slow. You got to really do the work of embodying where you're at, tending yeah. to the difficult, the, uh, you know, the, the parts of life that are challenging. But come spring, you have gangbuster energy in your chart. Oh, yes! So your your motto this year is go slow to go fast. Especially... We kind of said that. Yeah. Not exactly that But I way. like it that way. Go slow, go, go fast. Slow, okay. go Especially fast. right now, you want to consolidate lessons. Just go really slow. Be really mindful. But as you get into... April, May, we're talking like once in a lifetime energy where things that you really want start to come to fruition and or, you know, what you don't even expect. It's expecting the unexpected in a positive way. So just put your heart, your prayers in your heart, surrender to the divine and get ready because it's going to be really nice. Get ready. I can't wait till then. Okay, let's talk about Jenna. (laughs) So Jenna, you two are going through a lot of Saturn stuff. You have Saturn squaring your sun. You're just wrapping that up. But this Jupiter-Uranus conjunction happens really right on um, a very pivotal point in your chart that sets off your grand trine in earth. So it's a manifesting energy. You have a grand trine in earth. You're a great manifester. You have a wonderful sense of humor. This all gets really activated this spring. So again, expect the unexpected, but you're going to have tons of epiphanies, revelations, and just deep changes within your soul around how you're doing things, how you're showing up. It's also a time of release, letting go of old expectations, stepping into a new version of yourself. Mm. Okay. All right. Should we go through the signs? Because people want to know. All right. Let's start with the fire signs, people who are Aries, Leos, and Sagittarius. Yeah. So fire signs, you want to be really mindful about acting reactively. You know, Mm. being reactive isn't going to get you closer to your destiny or your desired outcome comes, you want to slow down, be patient, show up proactively and productively to nuances and see how that changes things. Um, Make changes by channeling into your creativity without doing any damage to relationships. Mm, Interesting. Okay, Okay, let's move on to earth signs, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Okay, so our earth signs are going through tremendous transformation. Pluto is leaving Capricorn, and you've changed really from the inside out. The old chapter's ending, a new bridge is about to appear to where you're going next. You want to trust your gut, Mm. tune into your inner wisdom, and channel your higher self to the best of your ability. All right, let's talk about the air signs, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Gangbuster activity this year. So wow. Pluto's moving into Aquarius. And with this is like changing from the inside out. There's a heavy dose of grit coming your way. You can really, really expect beneficial connections with positive people. Jupiter's moving into Gemini later this year. So you have to trust yourself. Let go of the old and outworn. Really, um, yeah, just go with what mm-hmm. you know to be true. Mm-hmm. Okay, finally, we have water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Mm-hmm. So... Don't let yesterday's pain overshadow t- overshadow today's potential. It's over. You've survived. Now start to look about look towards what's happening next. Saturn, the planet of discipline and structures in Pisces. So you have to pay attention to your daily commitments. Um, show up to tasks. It's through daily dedication that success becomes inevitable. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. What a great year we it's have ahead. really fun. I'm you excited. You need to mark your calendar I am, I am. for April. I got it. Trust me. <laughs> thank, thank you, you thank so you, much. Thank you, Jennifer. My pleasure. And to check out Jennifer's book, CosmicHealthGoToday.com slash book. And we'll be back right after this. Wow. Thank you. Wow. So April is when it's happening. And that's going to do it for us. Next week, Kevin Hart's going to be here. Plus, we're going to catch up with Mel B. And from the new Mean Girls movie, we've got actress Busy Phillips. I can't wait to see that Mean Girls movie. Good week. Okay, y'all, enjoy your weekend. Bye.
Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com.